what is up everyone and welcome to another episode of subjectively speaking my name is jeremy and this is laura and this is episode 38 game 46 the columbus blue jackets versus the dallas stars for the eighth and final time this season and my god was it hot fucking garbage it was bad it had me leaving or had me wondering you know how could i too get a 10 minute game misconduct so that way i did not have to be present for (laughs) for For the second time in a week second second time in a week um yeah so the blue jackets lost um 5-1 uh the Dallas Stars scored uh four unanswered goals in the second period uh one of the shining moments was Vladislav Gavrikov um scored for the first time since I believe January um and you know everyone's familiar with Gabby's uh goal celebration where he does the little Drake call me on your cell phone situation um but this time he added an adorable rock of a baby moment um as he became a father about a month ago to a sweet little baby girl um and he talked about that in his post game that he did that or not his post game in the first period intermission uh as a little shout out to his daughter so that was adorable and then everything else was just trash it's a really good thing his daughter will never be able to remember this era of Blue Jagat hockey. Correct. I wish I was his daughter. Yeah, because she's still got like a solid year and 11 months before she starts retaining actual information. So Almost as if that'll be enough time for this, for this retooling, for this re- Reload. Reload. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I personally, this is where I feel like a poser. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What did I say to you a few weeks ago when we were talking about this? Like about the scenario where like the Blue Jackets weren't fighting for a playoff spot. Um, what was my outlook on the season? Um, that, I mean that it was over and I don't know I mean some probably something about our lottery pick no yes but like I think we both agreed that like it didn't matter what the results of these games were like as long as we could leave the games and we could think like okay like we tried bad that was bad we lost by a lot but a lot, there are some good pieces here and there. Like there are some things that I, um, you know, really enjoyed about that game. There are some pieces and there are some players. I've seen that a couple of times from them in this stretch since we've given up on the playoffs. Like I have seen that. However, tonight, I did not see that. In Dallas this weekend, I did not see that. Um, And I am to my wits end about, about where this team is because this is a really unique opportunity and it's a really good opportunity. I think to take some time to, to learn more about what you have and to learn more about how you can use that. I, I don't with all due respect to 
Josh Dunn, who has played well. I mean, Josh Dunn statistically was one of the best Blue Jackets on the ice tonight. So, like, give credit where credit is due. Um, well, and he was one of the few players that actually looked like he was trying. Correct. Yeah, because he knows that he has to to be able to keep his job. Like, and that's where I'm just like mind blown because I watched this hockey game and, um, you know, it was just bad. I mean, like, it was just ugly from the beginning and it, well not from the beginning I guess but like it was just I don't know what it is like I really cannot tell you like this team is broken like this is a broken team and and I like literally like before we hopped on this podcast the first thought that I had was could you imagine the text messages that Nick Felino is getting tonight like I <laughs> like like what are those group chats like because I know I've always worked I've worked in jobs where like you have a group chat or like outside of outside of work where you talk about work and you talk about the things that are happening in work what is what does the Nick Felino, Boone Jenner, Cam Atkinson group chat look like right now is it Cam just saying fuck (laughs) like like what yeah sorry (laughs) I think it has to be. I think he has to just be like, what did you guys leave me here with? Like, I don't understand. And I I don't know. And he said, I mean, Cam said it in his post game. He's like, he's like, we have nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose, but yet we're still playing. Like we're afraid to make plays and we're afraid to do things. And he's like, it doesn't, he's like, I, I know I've kept see, you know, I've kept saying it, but we take our foot off the gas in the second period. They did more than that. They freaking tied a blindfold on and put a brick on, put a, <laughs> they kept their foot on the gas, but in the wrong way. They like put a brick on the accelerator and then just like let go and very much so headed towards the cliff. I just, to that point like there is no reason to not just just try like there's no reason to not just try and so many and like i'm not even talking about the new guys that aren't as experienced at this level i'm talking about veteran players who just like at certain points throughout this evening just like stopped doing things they're like oh no oh not gonna do that like that what what are you doing like you literally like if you're regardless of what happens right now in the postseason and you know clearly for the next 10 games like players still need to be playing like this is their job and they need to secure their job because right now their performance evaluations at the end of the season not looking great and for people who are i don't know probably going to be super dramatic and asked to be traded um as soon as this season is over you're not doing great so maybe i don't know try to make yourself look better if you want other teams to pursue you in any way Because if not, you're going to be stuck in our reloading situation. And if you're not on board, I don't want you. I I just think that this team does not care to play for John Tortorella anymore. Like, I just, like, that has to be it, right? 
because like here's the thing Aaron Portsland tweeted tonight that if the season ended today the Blue Jackets would end with a 424 points percentage which would be their fifth worst in franchise history you cannot tell me and to be fair I know that not all of these people are in the lineup today either as a result of a trade or as a result of injury but for the majority of this season you cannot tell me that a roster with Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, Patrick Laine, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Cam Atkinson, Nick Foligno, Boone Jenner. You can't tell me that that lineup, Max Domi, like you can't tell me that that lineup should be the fifth worst. I have, I have been a Blue Jackets fan since I can remember, like since I can remember the team existing. And I promise that this is not the fifth worst team on paper. This is not even close to the teams that we had on paper when I was growing up. I mean, it is, it is nowhere near that bad. And I cannot rationalize or understand for the life of me why it's so bad. And I, and I would, and again, like this is where I feel like a poser because I said that this was never going to be the attitude that I had coming into this final stretch of the season. Like I was not going to let myself get preoccupied with getting pissed off at this team because this just isn't our year. It's a weird year. But like, again, at the same time, like it's a weird year for everybody. You can't be the only, like you can't be one of the only teams in the league that people are looking at and saying, Oh, it's a weird year. Like things happen. Like if you're the only team that people are saying that about, it's not the product of the year. It's a product of you. Like, and I don't want to diminish like, the very serious and very real implications of like mental health concerns and like not, um, you know, being completely mentally there for this run of, of, you know, 56 games in four months. Like I get it, but wow. Like it's, it's hard. It's hard to rationalize. Well, and I, you know, I have always, I have been the one of us that has been less, secure in saying that it's time for us to change coaches but because I love him I do he's done so much for this team and for this franchise and that will nothing is going to diminish that but you're right the direction that this team is going can no longer move forward under the direction of John Tortorella and I think that the blood is in the water I mean I don't believe that he wants to continue coaching this team. You know, he, I think has met a level of frustration and, you know, inability to match his coaching style to what the franchise wants to do. And it's no longer fun for anyone. Like the players aren't having fun. The coaches aren't having fun. Yarmo's sure as hell not having fun because every time he says something either in support or this is what we're going to do it just kind of blows up in his face a little bit and it sucks that this will end up being towards his last season with us and this is the result of it but we can't keep going like this and it just, it's time. Like this team is 20 years old. It's time to really start putting the bricks together to make a solid foundation and to not have to constantly struggle 
every single, for every single thing. Like, yes, we've made the playoffs for the last four years in a row. Awesome. Fantastic. We've only ever made the playoffs five times out of 20. Six. Sorry. Again, baby fan. Six times. Um, so that's, I mean, not a great percentage. I mean, I'm sure it's better than, you know, certain things within the first 20 years. <laughs> Stop giving me looks. <laughs> I thought you were, were going to say better than like other teams. And I was like, no, absolutely I was like, not. I was like, you got too much dip on your chip there, baby. That's where I thought you were going. That's why I made the face. I'm sorry. Continue with your point. No, no, because I was thinking back to like when there were six teams and I'm like, I'm sure that their percentages of playoff things were better. Um, but, but, you know, it's time, it's time to focus on what we all want, which is for this team to be respected and this team to be looked at as a true contender, not just an organization that slides in at the very last minute and has to prove everyone wrong and has to do there's too much goddamn talent on this team to be this way and I mean that wholeheartedly just like you just said when you listed off all those players that we had two weeks ago um you there it makes no sense to be in this position to have that level of talent and be where we are right now but instead, currently right now, I'm sorry, I just saw Aaron Portsline's tweet about, <laughs> about the amount of times the forwards played tonight. Mm. Um, so our leading skater tonight was Texier with 1844, and then Atkinson, Bjork, spamming your typicals. And then Robinson got more ice time tonight than he's got gotten like previously, which was good um, and hopefully like developmental for him. I know it's only 22 seconds. I hear it. I, Laura just saw the tweet and she knows what I'm about to say. I get it and I hear you. Stefan Mato should never see more ice time than Patrick motherfucking Line. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And you know who you know who he should not see more ice time than? Who? Kevin Stenland. Where is Kevin? <laughs> what has Kevin done? What did he do? I'm unsure, but I miss him. What did he do? I'm not even a Kevin Stanlin. A Stan. Okay. That is a fan group, first of all. Because what I was going to say is I'm not a Kevin Stenlin stan, but they came together. And so for all of my Kevin Stenlin fans out there, there you go. You're welcome. Put me on your shirt. Um, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why Ryan McInnes plays more. Like, why is Ryan McInnes getting a spot on this team to play when Kevin Stenland is here and Kevin Stenland exists? Like, people talk about Kevin Stenland like he's going to be a top six, top nine forward on this team. How in the fuck is he supposed to get there when you're putting literally people that I have not heard of until approximately March 31st? on the ice like again pour one out for my boy josh dunn like i'm okay with him like he's been playing well but it's like why can't we have those conversations about kevin stenland like why can't we be like oh kevin played really well tonight agreed 
no, I am 100% on board with this. I have been confused uh, from the moment that we traded Nick Foligno that Kevin Stenland was not swapped in for him. Um, it any player any player that you do not plan on having on this roster next year should not be on the ice. Period. Point blank. So if if Yarma Kekalainen plans to bring Stefan Mateau, but I don't know what the contracts are, so like I'm I'm <laughs> totally talking out of my ass, and I'll look it up when you go to give your follow up on my point, so that way I can you know uh-huh. redeem myself potentially. But like Mikhail Gregorenko, like I don't think he's going to be a Blue Jacket next year. Like I really don't think we're going to resign him. I could be wrong, but I know he's on a one year deal. And to me, if, if you know that now, if on April 16th or whatever the fuck day it is, you 17th, 18th, whatever day, um, if you know for a fact you're not re-signing him, Kevin Stenland should be on the ice in place of Mikhail Gregorinko. Like, we are not in a place to, like, play players that aren't going to be here. Like, this needs to be developmental. This has to be developmental or else it's fucking pointless. It's a waste of time. Correct. Do you? Oh, I'll go now so that you can look up those those stats. No, you're absolutely right. There, we should not be focusing on any player that Yarmo does not plan to have on this roster in the fall. Like that, it's stupid. It's also potentially putting the players that we are keeping at risk of injury because they're playing with people that don't understand like don't understand the play don't under like they're just not it's not worth it at this point and it's just getting frustrating because it's making us look ridiculous and it's making tempers flare um and it's making frustrations be very noticeable and you know, from day moment one, Max Domi has been my boy. I love that kid. I have loved his energy, his passion for being a Blue Jacket, um, the way he holds himself in press, you know, the way he continues to strive to be better, um, the way he's been open about the struggle that he has had, um, and the possibility of things that he could bring to this team in a in a normal season but tonight he takes his second 14 minute penalty in a week over something dumb that can't happen like it just can't happen and anyone who says he doesn't deserve to be benched after that is dumb like, Torch makes a lot of crazy decisions. I'll give him that. But Max did not deserve to play the rest of this game. And that hurt the team. That hurt the team. And I can honestly say in the three and a half, almost four years that I've been a fan of this team, I have maybe one or two other times seen one of our players take those long penalties. That's not regardless of what our the definition of our team is that's not what Yarmo wants Yarmo doesn't he wants yeah he wants people who are passionate and are feisty he doesn't want people taking stupid 
penalties like that because they're pissed. Like it just, it doesn't help anyone. I mean, I, yeah, sorry. I thought you were still going. Um, I, I totally agree. I, but this is where like, I, I think about that, like in terms of my having, you know, played sports growing up and like being a part of a team and, and thinking about like, you know, a lot of times the selfless nature of being a member of a team like this. And I think I was always blessed to have really good leadership. I always felt like I was like, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, that is again, like a leadership problem. Like it's, it's a, like, it comes from the top and it trickles down. Like that's, I mean, it permeates through the roster. And while not every player on this team is, you know, taking a 10 minute game misconduct um, and, you know, getting, getting benched afterward, everybody on this team is playing with a weight on their shoulders. It feels like where it's just like, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to watch. It's hard to, to process because at least like, I remember the years that we sucked so bad. Like this time of year would be like when we would start to like pick things up because at least some people were playing for jobs and they like had some heart. I don't even see that yet. Like, I like it does not look like anybody wants to be there. And to be completely honest with you, like who could blame them, right? Like, like we're telling you that you have to be away from your friends and family and you can't do anything outside of being in a hotel room to go play a sport that quite frankly, you look miserable fucking playing right now. Like you look so miserable. Like, I don't know. It's hard. It is hard to watch because it is again, such an opportunity. It, it can be such an opportunity to make this team better. And, it, and I did pull up my good friend, Kat friendly. Um, Mikhail Gregorenko, Zach Dalpy, Stefan Mateo and Ryan McGinnis are all unrestricted free agents at the end of this year. Like, I'm sure that Zach Dalby will be back. Like, I would be surprised if he wasn't resigned just because even when he's not playing in Columbus, he's a really great leader in Cleveland. Like, I think that that's the kind of presence that's necessary in Cleveland. That is if he wants to play, too. Like, I don't know if he's, like, planning to retire. I mean, he's 31, which, I mean, isn't old, but in terms of hockey, right? Like, he's got a family. Does he want to take time and just be with them? Like, I would totally understand that. I do um, love him, though. Yeah. No, me, too um Stefan Mateau is 27 and somehow a Columbus Blue Jacket um but he's an unrestricted free agent and I mean the rage that Jeremy will go through if Stefan Mateau gets another contract with the Blue Jackets yes yeah. I think we might have to do like a whole episode I won't be on it that'll be just you it'll be I'm, I'm gonna have to call someone in Stephen. I'll call nope. Steve no you're doing it by yourself that's not fun or fair. Why am I being punished for your anger? I just feel like I need you to feel the suffering that I would feel. The other aspect of this that I was thinking about is like, how am I going to react if we do rehire John Tortorella? Like if we resign him? Oh, that'll be a whole episode. That'll be a whole mini series. Or seven. I can't fit that into an episode we'll have to do just a whole episode of just the things that are said on twitter (laughs) oh god (laughs) 
Oh my god, no shit. And then, so is Ryan McGinnis and who was the fourth person you said? Mikhail Gagarenko. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't believe Ryan McGinnis will be back. I mean, I if he is, it'll be similar to Zach Dalby, right? Where it's like, okay, like yeah, like it'll be a two-way contract right. between the monsters and us. And you know, Mikhail Gregorenko, like, I don't think that he's lived up to the to what Yarmo expected him to. Um, he's also older, like he he played in the NHL before, and then he went back to the KHL for a couple of years. Um how old do you think he is? Now I'm curious. How old do you think Mikhail Gregorenko is? Like 26. Oh, exactly 26. When you said older, I thought you thought he was like around. I meant older in comparison. Yeah, okay. Like, but, you know, that's right. Josh Dunn, who is a literal infant. So. But Josh Dunn, as of right now, is. But do you know what's wild about that? what josh dunn and patrick liney are the same age and they're both older than alexander texier like that's wild to me (laughs) yeah hockey age is weird right especially when you have folks who like because josh dunn was signed from clarkston like he played in college like he his college career was over and he got signed as a free agent which can i say the kind of gusto that somebody has to have to watch the way that this season has gone to graduate college and say do you know where I want to work (laughs) hey maybe he sees you know he sees the potential he's like the second best done to play in Columbus his sister Jensie was so good oh I know I watched some of her highlights the other day she was so good so good she got gypped off of the uh women's national team too like coming up um for I don't know if it's for qualify like qualifying for the Olympics or if it's for or if it is the Olympic I don't know I I should know that better than I do but yeah I was like oh my when when he signed I was like I know that last name that's why um and like very sweet that his whole family was able to be there to watch them get their ass kicked yeah yep. there's many of them and they all play hockey there's six six done kids mom and dad just weren't done <laughs> lovely but yeah the blue jackets are hot garbage and i you know, we are at this point, every time they show the standings, I'm like, okay, just like which day is Detroit going to surpass us? Because we are swiftly, and I tweeted it, and I thought it was funny, but hockey Twitter has been dead this evening. And I hope that you also thought it was funny, but hockey Twitter has been depressed this evening. I'm pretty sure our blue has uh, turned into quicksand. And we will no longer be rising out of it for the rest of this season. It's our Uh, crest. Because, yeah, it just. It just it just is. I mean. But there's they're wasting an opportunity if they don't figure out how to actually learn things from these last 10 games. 
or actually put effort into if Kevin Stenland does not play on Monday in Florida, I am going to be so furious. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see a way. Like, I, I like I don't understand it. Like, I'm sorry, but like, and and to some extent, like, I appreciated what Aaron Portsline had to say on this week's episode of Front Nationwide in the sense of like with that fourth line of Mateo, Dalpy, and you know, whoever else is slotting into that, whether that's done the last few games, um, or you know, if it was Robinson before then, or you know, whoever at least that was a line that came out on the ice and you know what their job was on the ice. Like they, like that was their like one line that made sense and they had an identity and the identity itself was, was solid. Um, but I still can't, you can't tell me that Stefan Mateau and, and Ryan McGinnis are better, better hockey players and possess. And, and even at that, like, even if they are today, like that's fine. But you can't tell me that either one of them is going to be a large part of like this, this re, oh God, what is it? Reload. Reload, if you will. Um, and so it's just like, you need to, you need to develop the pieces that are. And Kevin Stenland is going to be unless, unless you trade him. Yeah. I mean, unless they're thinking of of those things but I would still want him to at least play some so that if you're wanting to trade him or put him as part of a deal you know it's you know people have more things to look at from him but sitting him on the taxi squad while we're letting these other people who aren't going to be a part of this future you know just add to the dumb fuckery that is what they are on the ice (laughs) like you know it just doesn't make any sense and I'm thinking about the fact that and again we keep saying this will be the last time I mention him in this episode because we're recording our trade deadline recap tomorrow but I just keep thinking about the fact that Nick Foligno is lacing up and starting as a Toronto Maple Leaf next week and like that fucking sucks and I know that he is like you said with the group chat or whatever but like and I know that he's watching he's watching his team his team because we are his team still technically um just implode implode and it just sucks and that's yeah I mean like you referred to like the group chat comment I can't remember were we talking about that before we started the episode no it's in the episode is it in the episode my god I just (laughs) yeah no because I definitely think that Cam tonight sent in the group chat just like that the emoji face that's just like ah (laughs) that should be our tweet tomorrow that will be the tweet. What what messages are Blue Jackets sending to Nick Foligno right now? <laughs> oh, ooh, that would be fun. Yeah. Definitely do that. Emojis and all, friends. I'm always or like, active. Or like what memes? What memes are Blue Jacket players sending to Nick Foligno? Love that. Y'all are just here <laughs> on the on the visioning session now. 
Because we also had to play David Savard this week. <laughs> I forgot about him. We'll we'll talk about him tomorrow. But... Respectfully, I forgot about him. Um. Yeah. Wow. So the Blue Jackets are bad at hockey. Um. And they're going to be bad on Monday and Tuesday against the Panthers. So. And I guess like here's the thing. I'm beginning to worry if this is eating into next season already. Like, like I'm beginning to wonder if this is going to contribute to the way that next season goes as well. Well, it depends on what happens. If we don't do anything, like say we keep torts and we, you know, extend who we can extend and, you know, sort of don't push for anything like we we rely on these young people who are supposed to be up and coming centers and we don't go after someone who is experienced and can if for some reason we end up signing Patrick Line I don't know that that's actually going to happen um it will Yarmo Kekalina is such a dick about this like he's such an asshole like like let's call it how it is. Every press conference that anybody asks about Yarmo or about Patrick Line, Yarmo Kekalina goes, "We have his rights for two years." So Yar- he's going to resign him, or he's going to trade him and get a shit ton back for him. Like it's, and he's going to resign him because he's not going to trade him with bad value. So I mean, that's a piece that at least is going to be here next year. I think I don't know. That's true, I guess, but but then that's the other thing. If we sign him under bad juju, is he just going to be this like black cloud situation that we know would have occurred if we had held on to Pierre-Luc Dubois? Um, You know, like, yeah, it really just all depends on what happens. Because if we don't do anything, then yeah, we're going to be entering into this same situation where we just suck and no one can figure out how to do anything. And it, but it'll be 82 games of sucking, not 56. Because trust me, I don't think 56 is, is going to be hard enough doing it this way. Like, when all when all I've known in my time is them not entirely sucking, like in doing grandiose things. Fifty six is enough. Like I don't, I couldn't. I don't know that I could do this for eighty two. I mean, I will because they're tattooed on my body. So like I made, you know, some sort of agreement with God <clears throat> that I have to, you know, support them, but. Yeah, so unless we just have to hope that all the things that us as, you know, backseat GM, backseat coaches, you know, social media, hockey experts, um, hope happen in some way, shape, or form, or it's going to be a rough a rough time ahead for the Blue Jackets. And I don't want that. I don't want us to go back to a normal season and it just be a total shit show. It just might. I don't get to make these decisions. <laughs> Correct. Unfortunately. 
I know they should they should look into getting us on board they really should I also don't want to go because that's the other thing I came in on like the edge there's a lot of rambling happening in this episode and I apologize um I came in on the very edge of Las Vegas coming into the league and like all the attention and all the craziness that occurred with Vegas and how well their, you know, premiere season went. And I'm already, I'm already a like Seattle fan. Like I'm big ups into the Kraken. Can't wait. Super pumped to have them as my secondary team. But I will be just like so devastated if we can't hold our own against them in the two times that we'll play them next year. Oh, I, listen, I I hear you. I, the thing about them, like they're not going to be anywhere near as good as Vegas because everybody is like. Everyone's putting their hands over their balls and like praying that they don't get kicked like they do Vegas. Well, it's one of those things where like GMs have had so much time to like process and prepare for like what happened in 2017 with Vegas that they're like, absolutely not like you trick ass bitch if you think that you're getting this that and the other for me like it's just not happening like I don't know us giving Vegas a first round pick and William Carlson to ensure that they didn't take Josh Anderson like like that kind of thing um so yeah it's just yeah I don't think it'll be all too bad but we'll see we will see but Laura before before we lose, we lose fans because I think we're too negative. Because listen, tonight's a negative episode. We are here to own that. I am here to own that. Like I, I am also usually the one who is negative, and I don't like call it that. But this is a negative podcast. I'm pissed off. Um. So yeah, Laura. Before before we send our listeners on to their day in a really shitty mood, do you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um. You know. Again awesome to have Josh Dunn start his first game with us that's an incredible opportunity um Michael Delzato skated in his 700th game in the NHL tonight as a blue jacket um which is also amazing forever going to wave the MDZ flag as long as he's a blue jacket um one of the brighter moments of this season and then I think the biggest thing is to bring it all back to what matters, which is the the hockey community and the development of hockey in Ohio or in central Ohio specifically, but the signing of, is his first name Carson? Carson Meyer um, today, um, who is a product of the AAA hockey here in Columbus. And that's just such a big deal. That is such a big deal to sign another Columbus-born, Ohio-born player to this organization um, as a product of what started, you know, obviously it was here before the Blue Jackets were created, but what the Blue Jackets have grown in this community since then through community hockey, through, you know, juniors, all that sort of stuff, like that's just such a huge deal. And it's so awesome to be able to offer that contract to him. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully something great comes of it, but that's a big success 
for the Ohio and the Columbus hockey community. Without a doubt. Yeah, no, that is super fun. Um, if you don't know about his story about why he transferred from Miami to Ohio State, look that up. I won't bring it up on the podcast because I'm squeamish and I don't love it. Um, but uh, check that out because it's really just quite the story. <laughs> and it gives me all the reason to continue to say Muck Miami as the proud OU soon to be alum that I am. But yeah, I, other than that, like, I, I am just hopeful that Monday, like, the team actually plays like they have something to play for, even though they don't. I recognize that, but um, I hope they can emulate a little bit of that energy and just kind of make play it. play for their dignity. And also, like, make it worth your while. Like, make, like, get better. Like, learn from it. Like, it's like the whole, like, Project Runway. Like, I have never yelled at a girl like this. Or America's Next Top Model. Which one is it? I don't know which one it is. America's Next Top Model. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very that. But, yeah, that's all I've got. Laura, if you want to let the good folks know where they can engage with us on social media, and we'll wrap this one up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow us on social media. We are at Subjectively Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, as always, we super just adore our Twitter followers. Um, you guys are so great. We love interacting with you. Um, Instagram, we're, we're getting there. It's going to get revamped at some point. But, you know, also we've got a lot of big things coming up for the podcast. So especially if you want to hear about those things, see what we've been working on behind the scenes. Um, our social media is the best place uh, to find that information. Also, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to us. Uh, we have now officially reached 17 uh, star ratings on Apple Podcasts, and that was like the highlight of my week. Um, so very exciting. We appreciate all of you so, so much, and we can't wait to grow this little venture of ours with all of you. Without a doubt. So until the next time we get to come together to, I'm not even going to say, sometimes I do the whole like talk about a blue jackets win on that. I'm just going to be like, talk about that damn hockey team that wears blue. Um, so until we get the chance to talk about them again, be well, stay safe, and we will talk to you soon. Bye.